Hello and welcome back to Mind of Success. I'm your host, Moni Millares, a Mexican-British living in Asia. I work in fintech and build digital banks from scratch. In my years in the industry, I've realized most of us are in a vulnerable financial position. However, building a business can be a catalyst for change. So I created this podcast. It's about business stories we do not talk about. I chat with entrepreneurs, CEOs, and experts about their journeys, struggles, and lessons to extract gems of wisdom and practical tools so that we can thrive and create the impact we want. Today, we have a very special episode because we're going to talk about how to design your life, basically, using like some funky modern methodologies, but at the same time, talking about mind of success, our guest today, like she's interviewed like so many successful minds. So it will be very interesting. So today we have Frida Liu. She is the lead producer and presenter at BFM 89.9, Malaysia's business radio station. She's also interviewed like over 5,000 people. But like when I say people, it's not just 5,000 people that money interviews. It's like 5,000 big VIP people, e.g. <laughs> you have like names like Jack Welsh, Stephen Covey, Prime Minister of Finland, Prince Andrew, Simon Sinek. <laughs> like, you have all these big personalities and I'll let her like expand on that. But what I also love about her, like I've been following her like for many, many months uh, on LinkedIn. So I kind of know her, you know what I mean? Uh, so she has a fascinating career because like she's had some very interesting transitions basically started consultant IBM and now it's like radio like it is like a very interesting life shift and even you can see like how in her context like her passion for supporting social entrepreneurs local businesses sustainability so it's like an amazing woman woman so Frida welcome to the show hi Monica uh, I'm like, who's that person that you're talking about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lovely. Uh, well, it's nice out. to know that you're in Malaysia. So I was thinking like, where is this woman? Oh, she's right next door. So that's nice yes. to know. Yes, I am. So I have so many questions for you, but I guess like given that it's just like serendipity <laughs> that the podcast is Mind of Success and you've interviewed like so many successful minds. Like out of all these successful minds that you've interviewed, if you had to pick one, which has been the one that has had the most impact in your life and why? Okay. All right. Okay. So I, I get asked that question. That's what I thought very, too. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it's, and it's not an easy answer, right? Because I'll tell you where I'm coming from, right? Because um you, I always feel that it doesn't have to be a big name, right? You always learn from everyone you meet, right? So that's 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 the perspective I come in with every interview, right? So it's not because you're Jack Welch, it's not because you're Julian Assange, ooh, that mine. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not because of that, but I think it's just um, uh, everyone's been interesting. Some people who actually write really good books and mm. you know uh, may seem very interesting are not actually very good interviewees, but you you know that they have something to to 
um, to offer. But if I were to say uh, someone that impacted me yeah. uh, was actually uh, Nick Vojcic, you know, the guy yes. who has no arms and no and legs. No legs. So he came, yeah, he came to the wow. station. Um, and just, you know, it, it wasn't the interview, but the moment he came in, there was a presence the to energy. him. And he just, yeah. And when he spoke, right, I just started crying. And it's a story you've, we've all heard, right? Yes. We've all heard the story about how he tried to drown and six feet of water, that's sort of six inches of water, he, you know, all these things. But after the interview, he said to me, you know, you know, it, and he prayed for me. And he said, you know, you know, can I, can I give you a hug, right? And so that to me was most memorable. Uh, and it was the human side of things, right? That made it very real. So if I would say it was memorable, it wasn't so much what he said, but how he exuded his himself presence. and how he, his presence, right? So that to me would be most impactful. I, I don't, how do you, how do you, how do you package that, right? It's not, yeah. you know, it's, it's everything, right? Yeah. Not just what you say. Yeah. I haven't had that warmth. The- yeah, I haven't had the pleasure to meet him. I've met like many, let's say, personal development, motivational speakers, uh, mm-hmm. but not him. But uh, right. with him, just like, I remember the first time that I listened to his videos, probably right. I was like crying. I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> it's like, and you're like, I've probably heard this like 10 times, right? Times. And it is, yeah, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you a link of that uh, interview where I'll send you a link yes. later. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And then what, I guess like what's coming to my mind that is very relevant for our listeners is we have a lot of people who have a career. Let's say I work in financial services. People work as lawyers, you know, like traditional consultants, like all these type of careers. But then people have like this passion inside that they want to follow or this other thing that it's like in the top of their minds, or they just want to try a new career. You right. did that career change, and it seemed like right. quite drastic somehow. Okay. Uh, right. What okay. was your motivations? How did you do it? Can you guide us through that journey? Okay, so so this whole thing, so I did like uh, design thinking as a course, right? Yeah. And that was much later, and I realized that I was actually practicing the principles before I knew those were the principles so when you say that I when you say I used to work in IBM and then I joined this this uh, this radio station right and uh, but I don't know if you read my bio I was already a TV and radio news presenter before as a part-timer right and so that's the thing right there and it wasn't the money that I did it for because it wasn't much I was working for for the for the government station but it was just experience the exposure was something that I was interested nothing that compelled me to want to do this full-time but it was interesting right wasn't uh, but until a station like BFM came about 13 years ago um, I liked the fact that it was a business station because we never had a business station I wanted talk radio and not just you know talk a little bit and music and not not so much a lifestyle so I I like the concept of what it was trying to do. And it was a combination of the fact that I have corporate experience, right? And the fact that I've had broadcasting experience. So it wasn't, it wasn't such a transition in that sense because I've got that work experience. The, trend, the shock to the system was the salary drop. Yes, can you imagine? <laughs> but it was, it was like to me, um, it was. It was it was very compelling for me to do it because it was um, I think I, I love the, the uh, where I worked and I think I, I still have great relationships with with, with BFM uh, IBM but it was just a different stage in my life and it wasn't such a shock like oh this what is this something and I said to myself if it didn't work out I can always go back 
exactly. to PR, right? Because it wasn't such that I left for a lifestyle station, I joined for a business station, right? Which was still connected to the work that I did. It wasn't like I completely was out of touch with business and all the sort of things. So there were some there were some calculated risks in making that move as well. And, and I think like you do your question, if people were to experiment with different things, right? It, in the whole design thinking process, it's called prototyping. This prototype doesn't yeah. work, right? It, it wants to try another, you know, prototype. You know, what's the minimum viable product, right? Okay, it doesn't work. Get a new yeah. prototype, right? It's yes. it's it's not the end of the world to experiment and try different things, right? So, and just your the whole idea of how I never left broadcasting when I was working full time and I had a part time job was, um, and I'm glad I didn't, right? And and again, it wasn't. It wasn't because of the money. I, I still kept in touch with skills. Some people can do things like that, right? Just experiment, never be driven with money, try new things. So many things that I tried I, I, that didn't work out. I took guitar lessons. I bought a very expensive guitar. I went for one lesson, right? Yes. So that's a story that doesn't come out, right? Of you course. know, but it's because, you know, I didn't want to cut my fingernails, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, right, it was a prototype that didn't work. No, it's but okay. it is, it is very true. And actually that's the, like over time, I've noticed that I use that approach too, because like I work in product, that's like my right. day job. Right. Like I right. build apps, I build products, but now I've right. realized that I use that approach of MVP to my life too, to the podcast right. that it was mm. like, oh, let's start this. Okay. How do I do this? Start recording on the phone. I'm like, oh, I cannot release that. It sounds horrible. The motorbikes right. sound here. And if you right. see the tra the trajectory of the podcast, it right. went like from very bad design, very bad. Yeah. Like right. I, I was nervous, like so many things. To now, it's like, oh, I've got the fancy microphone, and yeah. like <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's right. It's, but it's been evolving. I did not buy mm. a fancy anything until mm. very recently that I've been doing it for a year. Right, and, and it's okay. Right, because if it doesn't work out the first time, you know, my philosophy is no one bled, no one died. Uh, so it's okay, just just yeah. you know, an experiment, you know. So, and if it like you see, in and the thing is, like, I think the important mindset to have is, uh, know that you've never arrived, know that you're never mm -hmm. that good, right? Know that, that it's okay, I can, I will always be improving, right? I like that. So, yeah, yeah, yes. So, going deeper into design thinking because I like what mm. you're doing because usually we apply design thinking to work to innovation to mm. product development mm. to design all that stuff but just very few people are talking about design thinking applied to our lives mm -hmm. so mm. what exactly what have you been doing that we can learn from that it's like hey how do we apply that Okay. Okay. First of all, if you know the five stages in product in in, in design thinking, right? It's it's first, you know, uh, empathy and knowing the, the situation. So know that this is where I'm starting from, and it's okay, right? And then after that, like, what are you? Uh, the, then you always say, look for look for the problem, right? And or what what do I want to improve on? Um, 
And then you then you start prototyping and trying, like who can you speak to, who can you get advice from, um, and you know do some research in that sense, right? And see where I can learn from it. And I'm not gonna, you, you know, I'm sure with you doing the podcast, you can show them the I can't remember now the five step process, right? To design yeah. thinking, and then and then you take it further in that sense. So I have just been like in that sense, um, know that in, in that process of getting you know when you're comfortable and you want to grow it's very uncomfortable right mm-hmm. to, to get to the growth zone it's going to be uncomfortable but in between that comfort zone to that and to that growth zone and it's uncomfortable in that in between stage it's called learning right and it's okay I can learn so when you're willing to learn and know that it is okay I will learn a new skill I will learn something new then understand that you know, it's not so difficult when you can learn. Like there, there were a couple of things that I did during the pandemic, right? I got myself a postgrad diploma in design thinking, mm-hmm. although I read the book on design thinking for your life. And I was like, what are the principles behind design thinking? So I did that. I took a course as a, it, it got myself certified as a futurist because I like, you know, want to know what, what the future is like for me and all that. So these are things that, and I've done a couple of things. Like you see me on LinkedIn, I took up a course to like, how do you get more, uh, how do you build your presence on LinkedIn? And it was taking us and I'm doing things which are very uncomfortable. Surprise, surprise. I don't like doing videos. Right? Don't. I don't like I, I, it's, it, it's like, OK, when you OK, now you can talk about certain thing about yourself and, you know, and like, uh, you know, I it's OK if it's scripted. It's OK if it's work related. But now you're going to share a little bit about yourself. It's not the most natural thing. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So but I know that it's something that I can learn and I'm going to do I'm going to do it so uncomfortable that I'll be comfortable about it. You know, I, I shared, um, what was it? The four stages, right? I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I know I don't know. And then I know that I know. And then I don't know that I, I know. It's like driving a car, right? Yeah. You don't realize that you learn, need to learn to drive. And then later on, you say, okay, I know I don't know how to drive a car. And then when you finally learn to drive a car, it's like watching the mirror, you paint. And now you can do your texting while driving. You should. <laughs> don't, don't what, what I'm saying, you know, don't text and drive, don't drink and drive. But that whole process and, 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 I don't know what I don't know. There's a lot that I don't know that I don't know, right? And yes. isn't that exciting, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And then as part of this process, I guess, mm. how do you tap into creativity? How do you okay. move away from, oh, it's a process that I need to follow into more right. of a, it's a creative process okay it's okay so so exactly right the word creativity process so there is a process there is a creativity right there is a process right and that's the whole concept of design thinking right so that's when you you know the whole part and then when you're doing your where is that book but you know there's one stage where you're just looking at hey maybe I can do this maybe I can do this maybe I can do this right talk to people hey and then they say why don't you do this Frida why don't you do this you know what why don't you take guitar lessons right yeah right (laughs) you know and and 
that's the ideation stage, correct, right? And then you decide from the ideation stage what you want to experiment with, what you want to try, you know, uh, mm -hmm. doing this, right? So, uh, and sometimes you don't have all the answers yourself, but talk to people who you think may have the answers, who do you think uh, will be, you know, who can guide you in that way. So like, there are things like, like, why did I do design thinking? Why did I do all these other courses? Because it's not offered at the radio station, right? It's not some, so, but I, I, I feel that it's for my own personal growth, right? And I want to do more or even writing my first book right uh you know it was crappy i don't think okay it was very thin it had very few words and then okay and the second book gets better third book gets better and then sixth book is like hey Next you know one. i can do this right yeah you know so so and it was very uncomfortable right getting your first book out like what will people think what people say now, after a while, you don't really care, right? Because you have to live your own life, right? You don't, you know, as if if, if you're not if you're not hurting anybody in the process, yeah. right? You and, and and it comes with you loving yourself first, right? Yes. Before Expand you can on yourself. that, because I think oh. I think that comes that's like wisdom that comes with. Well, age. I don't want to. Live, <laughs> I, I don't want to use the word, but yeah, that comes with age. But for right. example, I'm I'm about shortly. <laughs> to turn 30 right but I what I've noticed it's like in the past year or in the past six months yeah. I've starting to be more like well I don't care but I didn't know right. I hadn't realized that I did care about what others thought or what family thought of what about mm. the industry thought or the mm. title or this or the other and by now I'm like who cares who cares who right? cares but it's been a process that I'm like I'm just realizing that in these past few weeks or months but it seems like you went through that process before oh I think I think all of us that? do okay I think all of us do um the other thing is of course we talk about imposter syndrome right really am I that good am I that what you know you know you know, the fact that I wrote that I've done 5,000 interviews and all that right you know just to write that and I was like wait a minute and okay, before I get to that, I was like, wait a minute, I have done, now done more than, you know, maybe close to 10,000, but I have done 5,000 interviews and something that I should be proud of, right? So uh, a lot of it is, I wouldn't say it's about self-love, but it's, if you don't speak up for yourself, right? No one else, would. this is a book that I read, if you can get hold of it, it's by Tara Moore, it's called Playing Big, right? And there are Playing. a couple of things that, Playing Big, Playing big, playing big. Okay. Yeah. So, so a couple of things, and and it was so interesting because I was reading this book and it's by an American woman, and some of the things she said, my goodness, it's not an Asian woman challenge. It's a it's, it's a so, challenge across the globe. So okay. one of which is this thing called the good girl syndrome. Okay. Yes. The good girl syndrome. Have you heard of it? Okay, yes, so I think I suffer from that. Used to, used to suffer right, from that. Right? Now I'm getting out. Right? <laughs> So when we're in school, right? Okay, I'll explain for those who don't know. Good, the good girl syndrome. And we, we generally do good, well in school. The teacher says A plus, well done, Monica. Right, and then you expect it to be the school system when you go to work, and you think people will recognize you, and and you wonder why my boss didn't promote me, why this happened because you didn't so talk good. about your achievements and your accolades right and so that is one thing that holds us back 
why are we so you know and because i guess maybe i'm sure you have it in mexico and in the malay language it's like you know don't blow your own trumpet don't you know so we we have been conditioned yes, to do to that so the malay expression the, the, the malay expression is you go into a basket and you carry your own basket so that's the the malay expression yeah so we we go into this mode of what's been taught what's been expected of us and but if you have made so so if you have done the work and you have the credibility talk about it because no one else will right and and it's for your own growth it's for your own um you know and and i say this with humility right i yes. say this with you because it holds a lot of women back you know the whole statistics about how a woman will only take a job uh you know if they're 100 prepared and a man will 80, 80% or whatever, and the man will take it 50%. So yeah. I'm saying, you've read the stats. Can yes. you change the stats? Right? I love that. So you know, right? the you really know, right? So it's the stats, yeah. change the stats. Yeah. Right? And you I, say, I'll figure out the rest when I get the job. Yes. And I love how you phrase it because I guess during COVID, many of us went through some yeah. sort of inner reflection mode. Yeah. One of the lessons that I got back then was somebody asked me, what type of, what advice would you give your younger self? And, and I had to write it down, right? It was not an interview as such. And then when I was writing what came, it just like came out of the notebook, usually it used to be like, know yourself, blah, 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 blah. And this time it was celebrate you, celebrate yourself. But right. what I love about this, it's kind of, if we merge those, those two, to mind together it's not just right. celebrate you and yourself but like speak up and right. like speak up speak up and tell the world about your mm. achievements mm. because like you say we're taught to be like conditioned not taught but right. conditioned yeah. to be low-key to be yes. humble to be not and and i don't about voice Right. And I don't think it's even, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure it affects men and women, but more so with women. Right. So when you when you read these things and you're like, OK, what can I then if I know that this studies have shown this, blah, blah, blah. So what can I do to change that? Right. So and, and so you you do that. And then I said, you know, it probably comes with 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 age. Right. And, and life experience. Yeah. It does. It does. That's right. It does come in life. Yeah. Because like, you know, you've got to, you know, fight for yourself really yeah um, yeah but I, now that we're saying about like conditioning what i love about doing episodes like this is for example this conversation i started doing this when i turned when i'm like reaching my late 30s but what yeah. if someone like a woman in her late 20s or early 20s gets this idea since she's right. like in her early 30s i'm like that is amazing because then they just right. they just save those 10 years of learning <laughs> it's accelerated yes. Yes. learning design yes. thinking in practice right so you you've got to try out things experiment you know like i said if you don't die you don't bleed give it a shot right and the only thing that's bruises your ego if it doesn't work out but you know really uh, I always laugh about it when something doesn't work out you know like guitar pole dancing that was the other As thing well. that didn't work out pole dancing. <laughs> I, I've tried it once or twice nah. <laughs> too difficult I, I know my limitations <laughs> it's like those women are so strong 
right? And you look at them and you're like, whoa, that is skill, right? You have a newfound respect, you know? for these yes, women so but you know uh yeah <laughs> cool i think we just like not deviated just like went with the flow <laughs> but yes, one of yes. the things that i want to come back to is sustainability like mm -hmm. you are a big not fan mm -hmm. of, of sustainability that's not the right word but like advocate mm -hmm. you're doing a lot of work right. and right. i don't know like part of me was like you were just on holiday right and it's like you were mm -hmm. in borneo you were from borneo you're surrounded from all this nature and it's just sad mm -hmm. that we're like killing yes. nature yes. so right. what can we do as human okay. as normal people to right. not okay. kill nature to not kill nature. So when, when I talk about sustainability, right, it goes beyond the environment, okay? It go, but the environment has an impact. So if you know the sustain, so this is something that I learned only three, four years ago when I went to a seminar organized by CIMB and it was called the Earth Summit and, and the 17 sustainable development goals, you know, were uh, placed in front of me. And I looked at it and I was like, how does that, you know, organizations are now, you know, jumping on the bandwagon and, you know, wanting to be part of it. But at the same time, how does the sustainable development goal apply to me, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's why it connects back to social enterprises. And, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example of, of how it all connects. And when we talk about um, uh, uh, the whole, so I'm with World Vision, right? And I'm an advocate for World Vision and it's in the clean water and sanitary hygiene short, it's called WASH. Okay. So the whole, so the whole idea, and especially in some parts of Sabah, in some parts of Borneo, definitely in other parts of the world, is they don't have access to clean water, right? And it's environmental and that kind of thing. And the implication is that when, when these kids, uh, the people that go end up collecting water are usually the kids, right? And when the kids have to collect, because they don't have the ability to turn on the tap and have water, it's time. So because they're collecting water, they don't go to school, right? And so, yeah, they don't go to school. And most of the time, it's girls that go and collect. Um, and in some parts, I guess in Africa, as they go, they get attacked. Right. Mm. And when you don't have access to water, in except in addition to that, period poverty, they don't go to school again. So 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 what I'm so when Violence. you look at yeah, yeah, the, the, the whole thing about sustainability, when you think it's just the environment, that everything connects back to you. So I wanted to, when I talk about sustainability, how does it apply to you and me? Right. So simple things I'll just say, you know, can you just brush your where we are in Malaysia, right? Can we just shower and brush your teeth at the same time right you don't have to turn on tap you shower with this water anyway so you might as well just brush your teeth yeah. at the same time and it's not and we take it for granted right because i don't know if you were here well you were here in the last couple of years we had a couple of power water cuts and we're like yes, Whoa, we angry right and yes right but you know there's some people who just don't even have access to it um so what i want to do when i talk about sustainability though i do tie it back to a lot of social enterprises that we have in malaysia and um, people like uh, Picha Eats, I don't know, Picha, yeah, Picha Eats, if you have not heard of them, they work with refugees, right? And where these, so, so 
So by buying from them, I am then giving dignity to the refugees who are not technically allowed to work in Malaysia. And so they are able to earn an income, right? So that is part of uh, uh, sustainable cities and communities, right? One of the, and no poverty, that's one of the SDG goals. I work with, uh, I buy clothes or I buy things from Batik Boutique and they work with the B40 in Malaysia. So these are obviously the, 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 the marginalized communities. And when they, then they're able to, earn a living right respectfully i don't want to give them i don't want to give them fish for a day i want them to be able to learn how to fish so by doing that i'm also helping with gender equality because most of the people that work in these places and that's sdg5 right so by doing that then they're able to earn a livelihood so i think we just have to be very mindful if you have two things that is supportive mm -hmm. of the environment but there's recycled products or something that's a social enterprise and they're worth you know, and maybe sometimes even the same price, right? Two items of clothing, that's 200 bucks. But I know that if I buy something that's 200 bucks, it's going to help a family. I choose to, to do that, right? So this is where I think that it, as individuals, you look at the sustainable development goals, there are many areas you can help support it. You can go to this website called Buy for Impact. Um, and there are several social enterprises there together and uh, i think there's another one uh, i can't remember the name right now where if you go to that site all the products are sustainable all the products are uh, environmentally friendly so start looking for these places and choose to buy from these places instead and this is where um, so so as i was i i linking back to that when i went to to sabah and i went in the kinabatagan river and of course there were there were all these plantations right or palm plantations and all that and she said well so now they're managing the oil palm plantations a lot better um they're letting the mangroves grow and if in, and so they're not building new areas of for growth so they're just working on the areas that already have been built so why not right because it is income for the country so i'm not saying it's good or it's bad but now they realize that that's the case and that was the power of ecotourism because if you and and because the tourists were coming and they were uh, and they they see the, the the locals then see the benefit of tourism it helps stop further um what do you call it logging Right, so yeah. that's the power of what we can do. Right, when we choose to go to certain places, when we choose to be more responsible. And I'm not perfect. Yeah, I'm not far from perfect. You know, but I think we just have to be a little bit more conscious and and mindful. Right, because until it's convenient, it's going to be very difficult for people to make that full transition because we're still creatures of convenience, creatures of comfort, um, me yeah. included. So just little steps that we can take. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okie dokie. So one of the questions that I like asking, especially women, is what is the role of faith in your life? Oh, oh, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one for me. Um, uh, I am a Christian um and 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 faith is a it is the very foundation of who i am right and and i i, I falter but that's why i need faith that's why i need my mm -hmm. god because i'm not mm -hmm. perfect right and this is a question i know like when everything is stripped away from me who am i right and that is so important right because you have to know who uh who i belong to and who's you know who's 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 my who's my lord and savior right so that's very personal for me and i and i know that that you know the things that have happened in my life a lot of it has been divine 
uh, going into radio, going into this space was not something that I wanted to do. And if I were to tell you the story, maybe another podcast, how things have just opened in, in this direction. And there is a reason then I guess he wants me in the space, right? If, if yeah. I've been given a platform, if I've been given this platform, I, I should do it for, for good and for, for, you know, for his glory. Um, so, and it's so interesting, I was reading this morning, because if you don't, uh, the, the foundation of your faith is going to set the pace for everything else, right? If your the faith talks about, if you're going to have healthy relationships, if you're going to have health, if you're going to have, mm-hmm. uh, what is your view on money, right? Your, you know, is it, and so that is the the, the, the basis. Um, and if you don't have that foundation, everything else is immaterial. Yeah, you know, everything else crumbles. So it is very important to me, my, my faith. And yeah. sometimes I've been told not to talk about it. And I'm like, I can't, right? I mean, I don't, you know, you know, all the time, but yeah. it is, I, I, I cannot deny it, right? Because I don't think I want to be someone else, of course, <laughs> right? I, I would like to think I am the whole person that you see. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look at me, you say, you're not perfect, Frida. Exactly. That's why I need my relationship. Exactly. That's why I need my faith. Because I'm not perfect. If I was perfect, I wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> we are uh, not so perfect. A, yeah, we're, we're a work in progress, right? And yeah. so, yeah, this is this is the foundation of everything I do. I, I'm... Um, when I went through uh, my divorce, right, mm-hmm. that was the most painful thing. And I remember, oh, okay, every time, yeah, I still talk about it. I still, it still makes me want to, you know, but yeah. it was, that was the first thing that I needed, right? And then with that, I had a very simple prayer to God. And I just said, um, make me come out of this situation better, not bitter. This is, and, and I didn't know mm-hmm. what better meant. Right. I just said, I don't want to be a bitter person. Right. Because you see people who from a terrible situation become bitter. And I don't want yeah. that in my in my life. Right. And I didn't know what better meant. And then God, after sorting that, I said, he said, go exercise. Right. And, it. and it's the most nat- it's the most natural high you can get. Right. Yeah. So then for, from exercise, then after that, he will say it helps, right? Get eat healthy, right? He, that was the 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 process of it, and then after that, you know, what led to writing books, leading to what I do, I would say, would be from the situation that was, uh, you know, because you know, it was life was kind of hunky, you know, simple and all that, and but the things that have happened in the last ten years, I would say, would be, you know, the the catalyst would have been that period in my life. Mm. Um, so. Uh, would I wish it was something else? I, I really don't know, no. right? And I don't know whether I would have done some of the things that I've done if it wasn't for that situation. So, of course, every right? Yes. And then just coming back to what we were saying like a bit before about age, do you think oh. faith comes with age? Or is it, or... I don't know. In oh, my case, oh, oh, okay. In my case, it's been like maturing with age. Uh, does faith come? Okay, so I wasn't, you know, born in this faith. Uh, yeah. but I wasn't born in this faith. But I think it probably takes maybe uh, a a situation. Sometimes a catalyst for something to happen. Yeah. But then I, I I guess you also as you 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 get older, people do get more spiritual right yeah or life experience get more spiritual whatever whatever 
in you know whatever drives you whatever faith that you may have but i think people do get more spiritual some people and, and there's some spiritual people who don't believe anything but they're spiritual in the sense that there is something out there right exactly, so yeah uh, yeah yeah so um probably to some extent right and some just lucky to have discovered this a little bit earlier right? yes and i think exactly. that's really yeah you you yeah. You need that, right? Because, you know, life is going to be challenging. Life is going to have its ups and, ups and downs and everything. And when you don't have, you know, like sometimes for me, when I go for certain things, I have I have goals that I want to achieve and everything. I think for me right now, something doesn't happen. I'm quite, and I, I'm a very driven person. But sometimes some things don't happen for me. I'm, I'm kind of cool about it. It's like, okay, maybe that's not meant to be or not now or whatever but i'm kind of like you know what, something what, better is coming something better is coming yeah. you know i i just but there's a piece right uh, although yeah. i want it and and maybe something else happens it's like oh maybe that's why you said no to that this because <laughs> right exactly what was that steve jobs uh, connecting the dots looking back yes yes okay. yes yeah. Yeah. So that comes with age. <laughs> yeah. That comes with age. I'm like, woohoo, welcome. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, we all mm. want to accelerate wisdom when we're young. <laughs> yeah, that's what they want. But some people can grow old and have no wisdom. Uh, yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> that's right? Even worse. right? That's, yes. that's right? even worse. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so as we approach towards the end of the episode, if you were to close your eyes and put your hands in your heart, what could future you tell as the best advice that you need today? Okay. Um, oh, wow. Okay. You're doing great, Frida. You know, trust the process. Uh, you know, have dreams and visions and, and, and just go with the flow and know that uh, everything will happen at the right time. Amazing. I love it. Everything will happen at the right time. <laughs> that sounds like a beautiful advice channeled by right. Frida. <laughs> It'll all happen. Yeah, it, it will all happen at the right time. Amazing. Well, it's been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. It's um, been a pleasure speaking to you, Monica. Thank you. Where can we find you and your books? Okay, uh, so you can go to my website, which is freedaliu.com, or you can find, you know, and then of course there's LinkedIn. And if you just search my name, right, you will find me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's been a fantastic conversation and I'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.